0: So, I'm Michelle Gervin. Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. Gervin, G-I-R-V-A-N.
1: Michelle is an associate professor in the Department of Physics at the University of Maryland College Park. And while the work Michelle does at Maryland is fascinating, the story we're interested in today begins a few hundred miles away after Michelle really enjoyed an undergraduate class on chaos
0: I chose Cornell for graduate school specifically to work with Steve Strogatz who's a pioneer in this area
1: Huh that sounds familiar
0: I had gone in thinking that Steve and I were going to do a project on coupled oscillators that's what we had talked about when I interviewed
1: I really really could swear that I have I've heard this before.
0: And Steve gave me this paper that he had recently written, the Watts-Strogatz paper, Nature from Nature, 1998. Almost instantly I was hooked. It was like, oh, I was pretty excited to do nonlinear dynamics and synchronization, but then the networks component just sort of opened up a whole new avenue and many new exciting research questions that I was looking forward to working on.
1: Yeah, there it is. Full-on deja vu. This is Relatively Prime, inspiration in the mathematical domain. I am Samuel Hansen. And welcome to the fourth and final episode of the Cycle of Mathematics mini-series. Around 20 articles. If you haven't heard all the episodes in the Cycle of Mathematics series, now would be a great time to pause this episode and check all of those out, because this episode will make a lot more sense if you've heard at least the first one. But if you have already heard all of the episodes, you, like me, probably just experienced some strong deja vu listening to Michelle's story. The parallels with Duncan Watts' story of the original small world network research are strong. Both of them started working with Steve Strogatz on coupled oscillators, only to be seduced away by network theory. I'm actually starting to feel a little bad for Steve at this point, losing so many promising dynamic students. but. Not too bad, because I personally find network theory much more interesting. As you have no doubt intuited by this point, this final step in the cycle of mathematics is inspiration. Or in other words, how one person's research sparks new research ideas in other people, whose research then sparks yet more ideas, and so on and so forth. This is what makes mathematics research a cycle. and. There have been few modern papers which have inspired more work than the Watt-Strogatz Small World Network paper. Michelle help me understand why this was so.
0: What I really loved about it is that it was opening up a lot of opportunities where the questions were pretty simple, but they hadn't been explored before. This wasn't because
1: people hadn't been thinking about networks. They were a topic of interest for many, such as, say, sociologists or computer scientists. But all these people who had been thinking of networks, they had been thinking of specific real-world examples like social or communication networks. Duncan and Steve were the first ones to really look at it in the general abstract sense. This meant that not only were there plenty of open questions to ask, it also meant
0: that the questions were simple in the sense that you could explain them to a layperson, and yet not a lot of progress had been made in that area. So it really felt like it was a burgeoning field. So it was exciting to be at the start.
1: It was so exciting, in fact, that Michelle was inspired to start looking into answering some of these questions, something which Michelle recognizes was lucky, as it wouldn't be possible today.
0: It was really great timing for that, because now if you come into the field of networks, those first questions that might pop into your head, well, there's been so much research done in that area. But there, it kind of laid out... This open space where even as a grad student, you could think, oh, well, maybe I want to look at this variant. Maybe that would be interesting. And because this was so new, it was likely that a lot of other people hadn't already thought of those questions as well.
1: It's important to know that the year after the Watt-Strogatz paper was published, Albert Laszlo-Barabasi and Réka Albert published a second network theory paper called The Emergence of Scaling in Random Networks in the journal Science. Like the watts strogatz paper, this paper helped create the very foundation of network theory as a science.
0: My motivation, thinking about these two initial seminal papers in the field of network science, and, you know, I was doing this in the early 2000s, so they weren't yet the seminal papers, but it was kind of clear they were going in that direction. I was thinking, okay, well, these papers captured some essential features what, what have they not captured? And so that was the start of the work that I did with Mark Newman on finding community structure.
1: And they were able to find it.
0: We focused on this property of community structure. That's the property where there are groups of nodes in a network that are strongly connected. So within groups, you have a high density of connections, and between groups, connections are relatively less dense.
1: They ended up using this community structure idea to study all sorts of networks, from karate clubs to food webs. And this wasn't the end of the inspiration Michelle found in Duncan and Steve's paper, either.
0: I've written... I don't know, probably 20 articles that have cited the Watts yeah. strogatz paper. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah, I, I would say that's ballpark the right number.
1: And even though there has now been so much research done in network theory, it can still be a ripe area for the young researcher. In particular, Michelle helps run a program called Trend, Training and Research Experiences in Nonlinear Dynamics for undergraduate students with Ed Ott and Tom Attenson, also from the University of Maryland. A few summers back, an interesting question arose.
0: And we were interested in modeling the growth of neural networks.
1: Neural networks have been an important topic in network theory since the very beginning. Literally. Stephen Duncan used the neural network of the C. elegans nematode in their original paper. But when they did, they were looking at a fixed network, while at trend, They were interested in how the small world structure is affected by growth.
0: The Watts-Strogatz model is just looking at a set of nodes and the pattern of connections, but you start with that number of nodes and you look at that number of connections. And we want to think about for nodes that have these small world properties that grow over time where we start with just a few neurons and you add more and more neurons in the development of the whole neural network, how is that small world property achieved through this developmental process. So we modeled that uh, and really it was closely aligned with the features that we were trying to get from the Watts-Strogatz model, but we added this dynamic aspect to it.
1: I want to pause here for a bit and really think about all of this. Duncan Watts and Steve Strogatz wrote a paper in 1998 based off of their research. A couple of years later, Michelle reads a copy of this paper and decides to do some related research. Then, more than a decade later, Michelle guides undergraduates doing yet more research, this time inspired by both the work done by Duncan and Steve as well as Michelle's own work. I find this to be such an amazing process. Cool mathematics leading to more cool mathematics leading to more cool mathematics over and over and over again forever. We might never get a perpetual motion machine, but we do seem to have a perpetual mathematics machine, as well as a perpetual physics and biology and anthropology and computer science machines, among many others. Of course, for any of these machines to work, they do need that initial fuel of foundational papers. Papers which Michelle told me do something rather important.
0: I think that's how these initial uh, papers spread into lots of new research. They cause other researchers to ask the question, okay, they got some essential feature, but what have they not captured that I might add and study in these systems?
1: Even though Michelle spoke so eloquently about inspiration derived from Duncan and Steve's work, I still couldn't shake the idea that it could all be an elaborate ruse created to indulge Steve Strogatz. Did you just cite the Watts Strogatz paper to make Steve happy?
0: Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. And in fact, you know, what's interesting is this is not Steve's main work, right? Yeah. I associated it with the two of them, but not with Steve uniquely. So I feel like, well, if I was really citing something just to make Steve happy, I would cite, you know, uh, more of the synchronization stuff.
1: (laughs) I'm glad to hear that it was legitimate inspiration and not a decades-long lie. But even if it had been a giant deception, the work has been so good, I don't actually think I would have minded that much. Huh. Well, anyway, as as a final aside, when you are inevitably inspired to do research by a mathematical paper that you read, please be careful when you cite that original paper.
0: My co-author, Mark Newman, wrote a review paper where he cited our paper, and There was an error in the citation. So then a lot of people who cited our paper were actually copying the reference from his paper. I think this is how it went. Because for a while, if you looked up the citation metrics, I would have two papers cited. And they were the same paper, (laughs) but one was the mistyped reference. So people citing it secondhand, and one was people citing it directly.
1: That is all the time we have for around 20 papers. The fourth and final episode of the relatively prime mini series, Cycle of Mathematics. I want to thank Michelle Gervin for agreeing to an interview and then agreeing to start all over again after it turned out that I forgot to press record for the first 20 minutes or so. I also want to thank Arcee and LocoFlop for the music you heard in this episode. You can find more of their music over at SoundCloud or on the show page for this episode on relprime.com. But most of all, most of all, I want to thank all of my patrons on Patreon. Without y'all, this show would not and could not exist. Thank you. Thank you so much. I cannot possibly thank you enough. If you want to join them and support the show and get some thanks from me, you can head on over to patreon.com slash relprime or railprimecom slash support if you support the show at the bonus feed or above level you will get access to some very interesting thoughts Michelle has on research that I was not able to fit into this episode also keep an eye on this feed for a special live bonus episode from Mass Jam 2018 it is a weird one but I really think y'all are going to dig it. If you have any feedback for me, please send an email to samuel at acmescience.com. That really is my personal email address. And if you have any story ideas, please let me know. I would love to hear them. Finally, Relatively Prime is created under a Creative Commons Attribution share-alike license. So, please feel free to use it however you want to. Really, make something cool with it. I would love to see what you can come up with but in the end just make sure that you say you got that awesome sound clip from relatively prime and that's just about it here i'm just about to run out of music so thank you so much for listening and as always have a horrific month y'all goodbye